0: Welcome to the Fans of Fitness podcast, a voice for fitness, health, and wellness professionals. The National Personal Training Institute of Arizona. Legit instructors teaching you. No,
1: enough of those bad reps. The good
2: quality trainers that come out of the school.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Melissa, certified nutrition specialist, hypnotherapist, and transformation coach, and soon to be graduate of the National Personal Training Institute of Arizona. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Good to have you.
2: Good to be here. Yes. Finally, <laughs> finally,
0: been trying to get you to come on here for weeks. You ran out of excuses, <laughs> and finally, <laughs> you're my here. schedule just cleared up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Today what's been happening?
2: Um, not a whole lot. I uh, just started the second term at NPTI. Um, the first term was amazing. We did the anatomy thing, so I mm-hmm. learned about all the muscle groups and got to go out and you know work out in the gym and figure out what hits what and. Um, So that was really cool, and now I'm excited for the second half of school.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. we got uh, nutrition, PNF stretching. We just had uh, Emily in here. Uh, And then on Thursdays, you have me talking all day about (laughs) business (laughs) and program design.
2: Which is super important.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's very important. (laughs) It's actually my favorite thing to teach outside of anatomy. I like anatomy a lot, but I love teaching business because that's where it all comes together, and that's where we, we find our success. We can be super smart and know a lot, be highly educated, but if we don't know how to implement business to grow our business, then kind of stuck in the mud, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that's where a lot of people fail is, is the business component. There's been a lot of smart coaches that I've met that should be a lot further along with their career than they are just because they don't know the steps or mm-hmm. how to, you know, from the from the things like gain clients, filling their books, getting referrals, testimonials, websites, landing pages, Absolutely. Uh, social media, which... Is, you know, it's not a must, but if you're going to be in the realm of mm-hmm. like personal training in the online world, you you kind of have to to have social media.
2: Well, and it's a great way to like put your message out there. Yeah. So like social media can be a amazing tool if you have something to say and you want to voice it to a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really great for that. And, you know, uh, I think that we're really lucky that we get to use that as a tool and knowledge has been spread so far now because, you know, you can just search for anything online and you can find what you're looking for, which is really awesome. Yeah. But you can also find a lot of bad information, too. So you got to kind of be careful about where you're getting your information from.
0: Yes, you do. There's a lot of that <laughs> out there. Uh, a lot of people go to, uh, you know, TikTok to find out, find workouts. Yeah. I'm not may a TikTok person.
2: Not. I just... It is. <laughs>
0: addicting. Yeah. I have it, but I don't look at it.
2: Yeah. I try to spend as the least amount of time on social media as possible because I do social media for a couple mm. other people as well as myself. So I just try to not be on social media all of the time. So yeah. I go on there to post or to look at certain things and then I just get off of it.
0: Do you have like a, like a stopwatch and you're like, all right, you give yourself like five minutes. Do you say, Hey Siri, set timer for five minutes and then get off when it goes off.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: sometimes you just sit there for an hour, hour and a half. Like I do from time to time. Five you're like, I just waste. Did you, s- <laughs> <laughs> I just set the timer on. <laughs> uh Siri stop timer?
2: Siri is always listening. Stop listening to my conversations. <laughs> it's funny. It
0: anyway, that funny. happens in class sometimes. I'll say something and my watch will Siri will
1: pop up. I didn't even say Siri. That's so I, funny. Yeah. I do like how they give you now how much time you've spent during the week yeah. on, on your phone.
2: Yeah, that is really nice. And then you're like, Well, oh, I gotta, you know, it gives you a a way to set a smart goal being like, I'm going to decrease an hour of phone time a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those smart goals. <laughs>
0: yes. We just went over smart goals. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I went all over all of that when I uh, went to school to be a health and wellness coach as well. Yeah. Um, but having the refreshers and going over it again, it's so beneficial to just hear it over and over again. Cause you hear things that you don't n- remember and so then you're like, oh, yeah, I could try this and I yeah. could try that and I can try this. So like mm-hmm. even when you revisit your books and you revisit all your notes and all of that stuff, like relearning everything, just mm-hmm. remaining teachable, you know?
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, you might pick it up and it's it's in your brain, but sometimes it just needs to be pulled, pulled back to the the surface and you're like, oh, yeah. I didn't forget that. I remember <laughs> that, but I, I did forget it. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, now you know
2: to use it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you implement it.
0: Yep. So you're a certified nutrition specialist, hypnotherapist and transformational life coach already before you mm-hmm. you, you joined our program. Yes. Um, what is it like to do those things? I mean, what what was your education, your background before you you enrolled?
2: So it started my education before I enrolled, um, are we talking about like what got me started in it or are we talking about like yeah, at Sweehaw?
0: Yeah. We can go what's got you started?
2: So, in 2016, I started losing my hair. Um, I lost about half the amount of hair on my head. And uh, I also had a loss of menses. And so, I went to the doctors. They kept telling me that everything was fine. All my numbers were good. Blah, 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 blah. Um, And I, like, got ultrasounds done. Went to see all these different people. Nobody could tell me what was wrong with me. Um... <clears throat> it wasn't until I started advocating for myself and started exploring different areas and like what could actually be wrong and seeing different practitioners. I went to a nutritionist mm-hmm. and in the first session, she actually sat down, had a bunch of weird questions and, um, I answered them and we figured out what it was on the first try, which was my thyroid. Um, and so I started implementing a bunch of different things like nutrition, Uh, I stopped eating out at restaurants, I started cooking all of my own food, which led me to the passion of food and loving to cook. Um, So I'm extremely grateful for that. Uh, So I started there with food, um, went on to exercise, started working out in the gym by myself, doing bad reps, (laughs) (laughs) like we all do. Um, So I did that. And then I kind of reached a plateau in my healing journey. And that's about when I went to Sweehaw. So from there, it was kind of more digging into the root cause Mm -hmm. of things. I also started working at Natural Medicine and Detox, which was in Phoenix. It's a fantastic place to go. It's a small mom and pop place. Um, So really, you know, starting to detox my body. That was one one of the things, but also the mindfulness part of it. Mm -hmm. So the hypnotherapy that I do, um, a lot of it. The part that I love the most is the stories that we tell ourselves aren't actually true. And um when we have experiences when we we're a kid, or you know, even in our adult life, we if we don't if we don't understand it, our subconscious makes up a story surrounding it. Yeah, so say something happens when you're a kid, and your mom goes, "I hate you." And then you have this belief that is formed that everybody hates you or your parents hate you or, you know, and that carries on into your adult life and you don't even know it. So I had a lot of stories like that um, growing up, you know, with a strict grandpa and a strict life and, you know, all of that stuff plays a role into... Um, like how you show up in the world, how you feel about yourself, the stories that you tell yourself and, um, getting to rewrite those is extremely empowering. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Cool. So you went to SWEHA, is that what it's called?
2: Yeah. Southwest Institute of Healing Arts is where I got my education from. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you, is that where you learned how to do hypnotherapy? It is. It Is, mm-hmm. is this has always been something of curiosity to me, I guess, is, is everybody able to be hypnotized? Or like, I think we mentioned this when well, we talked about this early on in <laughs> the last term, because I feel like if you don't believe, you can't be.
2: Absolutely. I yeah. I think that has a huge part to deal with it, do with it. It's like, if you want it to work, it's going to work. If you mm. don't want it to work and you want to prove it wrong, you can absolutely do that. Yeah. Because so there was a while when I was vaping <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do some hypnotherapy for vaping and it's going to, you know. And then I, like, would prove to myself, I'd be like, well, I can still hit my vape. It didn't make any sense, right? But mm-hmm. I was, like, trying to, like, control it or whatever and be like, well, I, you know, I can still vape and I still have the urge and all of this stuff. But it was like I didn't actually have the alignment down. So it was more like um, like I wanted to quit. I knew I should quit, but I didn't really want to quit, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're not in alignment like that, then, yes, it's going to be difficult and you're going to have resistance, obviously, like – that's just what happens. But if you really want it, and it's in alignment with your morals, your values, which, you know, we can figure that out when you're doing hypnotherapy as well and kind of go into that more and dive deep into that as well. Um, so it's a lot of, like, reprogramming and a lot of, you know, good stuff.
0: So it's not like what – I think what a lot of people think hypnotherapy is is what they've seen in the movies, little pocket yeah. watch.
2: <laughs>
0: How does it actually go? Is it just getting getting you – getting your parasympathetic system just calmed down into a state where? Absolutely,
2: yeah. So it, you get put into a parasympathetic state. So you basically do like an induction, which is a very calming, relaxing, kind of just dropping you down into that. And then you you count down uh, to one. And then by then, you're completely relaxed. So your body is completely relaxed. Um, as a hypnotherapist with my clients, we come up with a co-creative script. So basically, it's their language that they want in the script. And what they want to, you know, achieve, like it aligns with all their goals, um, any fears, blocks, um, stuff like that we address in in the session. Um, So you kind of just drop down into it. And when you're in that parasympathetic state, your subconscious is more open. So it's more willing to, you know, be open to the things that you're suggesting to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So say something that I suggest to you is not in alignment with what you want. And you're like, it's not going to stick. Your subconscious can reject Mm -hmm. things. But if you're open and you're willing and that's what you want, then it, it's receptive. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> hmm. So going back to old movies and whatnot, <laughs> you, don't, you can't just say, hey, cluck like a chicken.
2: I can't. I can't make people quack like ducks, okay. or you so know. So it's all
0: just. <laughs> it's all just movie stuff, right? Just.
2: Um, there is stage hypnosis, so oh, that is. is that is real thing. So that what you see in Vegas, I guess that's real. I don't know. I've <laughs> never seen an actual hypnosis, yeah. um, stage hypnosis session, but I I've heard that it is real and that that can happen. But I don't dabble with that. Okay. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it was fifteen, maybe twenty years ago. My mom, she had smoked since she was. Uh, 12, 1213 and she wanted to quit mm. and she decided to try something different cuz she tried the patches mm. i think um maybe even the gum but she tried really hard to stop and then i don't know what what made her try the route of hypnotherapy but it worked she quit for mm-hmm. a year that's awesome now she's vaping oh no which isn't really quitting it's still delivering nicotine no it's since. actually worse yeah so, That's what I've heard. Because
2: you're not only getting um, the nicotine now, it's the heavy metals from the devices. So they're made with cheap metals, right? Mm-hmm. And so those get into your body. And then heavy metals actually cause cancer and heart disease and all sorts of things. So yeah. it's actually a lot worse. So you're not only just getting the, you know, inorganic, and um juice toxins. You're also mm-hmm. ingesting heavy metals. Anybody and nobody knows
0: what's in that stuff. Huh? Nobody knows what's in that stuff. No, I mean it nobody smells does. good. It's like
2: I had to do studies. Like I had to dig on PubMed to find these studies. Yeah. Um, but I got a heavy metal test done because I was like going into the root cause of what could be wrong with me, right? Mm-hmm. Um heavy metals was mm-hmm. one thing, right? And um so I got my heavy metals done. My my ranges were worse than my father's. <laughs> and he's been alive a lot longer than I have. Wow. Yeah. Where
0: do you think you got all those metals?
2: Um So definitely from vaping, from smoking, from, you know, the air, the water that we, everything, everything has heavy metals in it. So like basically even the food that we eat has some sort of heavy metals and some of them can be beneficial and some cannot. Like, you know, there's like Mm -hmm. copper and, you know, all of that stuff that's, that's good. But then there's like the other like harmful heavy metals And if they are out of range and then you can get it from like lead, from buildings, from, you you know, it's just like we live in such toxic environments these days. Mm -hmm. what That's why it's so important to detox. Yeah. And that's why it was so awesome that I found that place that I went to, you know,
0: can't really detox with tap water, can you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <God.
2: laughs> are we bringing up the tap water no yes. i don't i don't think so i think you're going to be ingesting like fluoride chlorine tdp like a bunch of different things that you yeah don't want to so
0: we're surrounded by toxins we it's are everywhere
2: they're literally everywhere we've created this world for ourselves mm-hmm. that we now have to yeah our houses smell
0: in. really really good with glade yeah the those plug-ins. hormone disruptors awesome. we've got <laughs> them everywhere I've, I've told my wife i'm like look this isn't uh this isn't this isn't good for us. It She's isn't. like, "Yeah, but it smells better." We've got two dogs.
2: Get some incense. Get a <laughs> get an essential oil diffuser. There's other options. People just aren't really aware of them. They're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to get this Glade thing to make my house smell good." But then it does smell you, you could get a diffuser and it smells even better. It smells more yeah. natural. It's also very calming. Aromatherapy is very calming for you. Yes. So it's not only just, you know, benefiting you by not getting the hormone disruptors, but it also benefits your nervous system and all sorts of stuff so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's partly partly because we're lazy <laughs> it so it's called is. a plug-in for a reason <laughs> super easy you just plug it in the wall and you're done all
2: you have to do is like pour a yeah. little pour a little bit in there and pour some water in there and you're good
1: i don't have to well yeah that with a diffuser
0: mm-hmm. yeah those are nice we should look into that
2: When's your birthday? I'll buy you one for your birthday.
1: September. (laughs) (laughs) Is that one of those, though, that if it runs dry and you leave it that way, it just, like, starts burning itself?
2: Sometimes they turn themselves off. So if you get a nice one, you can get one that, like, turns itself off, I'm pretty Mm. sure.
1: I think
0: we have a dozen of those right now in the house. Plugins, Like, every outlet's got one. And then candles. My wife likes to burn candles, but I'm, like, I always look at them, like, what is in that? It smells good. Yeah. But add that to the Glade, Mm. and we're just basking in. The is probably worse in the house than it yeah, is you outside, get an air doctor. but it
1: smells good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have all the smells of the season, so right now I think I think we're still doing fall.
2: I think there that's what my are wife's doing. Fall oils that have those as well. I just got some for Christmas. Yeah, Jasper gave me them. <laughs> well, actually, it was a Secret Santa thing. Oh, uh, or not Secret Santa. Uh, White elephant.
0: Okay. Did, so. Dang it! I wasn't there for that. I know. I want a diffuser now. <laughs> So transformational life coach, what's that look like?
2: Um, So honestly, I, I have the certification to be a health coach. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to do more of the nutrition and the hypnotherapy part. Yeah. Um, Transformational life coach. Like I kind of feel like that's kind of all encompassing what I do. Mm -hmm. So it's the mind, body, spirit, like, which is the nutrition, the hypnotherapy and then personal training. Right. And so, kind of using those elements to create transformation in somebody's life that's Mm -hmm. what I I would like to focus on um so I am still new in this arena um and I'm sure that it's it's done a lot for me as far as like motivational interviewing and knowing how to talk to my clients and kind of like get down to the roots of things and ask the important questions right and so I kind of just use it in in the nutrition and I use it in, you know, I'll probably use it in personal training. I'll probably mm-hmm. use those skills. Yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah. Incredibly beneficial, too.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: think um, when I when I started my journey in this industry, I wasn't closed-minded. I just wasn't introduced yeah. to things. And the more that I've been in this industry and the more I've been introduced to things that I, I otherwise would not have had I not gotten in this industry, I can tell you, like, hypnotherapy, uh, being uh, a nutritionist or just knowing a lot of nutrition is uh, breathing, um, mm-hmm. all the things that you bring to the table, I think is to me, it's, it's awesome to see other people that absorb these, these, this information that, you know, some people might go, that's not going to work, mm-hmm. but have an open mind to, to explore these things to see if they do help. I think it's what makes us good coaches to see what does and what doesn't work. Some of these things won't work on, on our clients or Absolutely. ourselves, but some will. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's part of the reason why we've teamed up with OPT fitness. Yeah. I and love OPT. <laughs> It's because it's it's so refreshing to see um, the how how Joey's kind of pivoted to more of a mind body spirit you absolutely, know kind yeah. of atmosphere. So it's still fitness, but he's he's adding all these other elements that can help people even further and benefit them in in ways that fitness by itself can't do. Yeah. So absolutely. the first time I went in there, uh, just to say hi, I went there first to meet him, and I'm like, this is, dude, I, I love what you're doing here. Because I think it, it takes more than just, you know, an online certification right. to, to really help people. So that's why we've teamed up with them and that's why we do field, tips, field trips to OBT mm-hmm. Fitness is so people can see that there's other things out there that, that can be a benefit to not just themselves but their clients. So it comes down to tools. How many tools do you have to help people? You Absolutely. know, sometimes when you get a client, um, you're like, all right, you've got a lot of stress in your life. Working out is going to help a little bit, but working out is also a stressor. How can we calm your nervous system down? Absolutely. You know, to, to get more benefits, to to absorb more nutrients, to 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 drop your cortisol levels. There's all these things that we can do to help somebody in a yeah. holistic way than just lifting weights. And I think it's important for us Absolutely. as as coaches to to implement these into our practices as much as we can to to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Some people just need to have a, a program. And accountability and right. somebody who knows what they need as far as the physical aspect goes. But sometimes to help somebody even further, that's when we can tap into these this other education like hypnotherapy in your case. Right. There's so um, many
2: different modalities out there too. So if like one doesn't resonate, there's a million others that you can try. Yeah. Like if you if you don't like hypnotherapy, there's also like Yoga Nidra. Like there's all sorts mm-hmm. of different stuff that just you know, you just gotta start looking and like seeing what resonates with you really and yeah. then kind of just go with it.
0: Yeah, with clients, just peel back that onion until mm-hmm. we get there. And Sometimes, you know, what we think is going to peel back a layer doesn't. Let's try something else, right? Because there is a lot of people with a lot of high stress jobs out there, and yeah,
2: it's absolutely. not just jobs.
0: It's you know, their relationships, it's mm-hmm. kids, it's lack of time, it, it's trauma. Yeah, trauma, good yeah. one. There is a lot of this stuff out there that we can help help our clients with, and it and it goes back to what I've said a, a lot of times: is we can do more for for clients than a lot of doctors
2: can. We ab- doctors can't use- I'm not gonna say that <laughs> <All right. laughs> well doctors
0: prescribe pills. Yes. They're not, that's not what all. they are taught to do. Right.
2: They are taught to prescribe. They don't they don't necessarily look for healing. Right.
0: right? It's a lot of times it's a band-aid, not not to, to oh, knock on doctors. They have a role. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't it's not just about taking medication. There's other things that we can do to help our clients fix Issues.
2: Well, then not only just that, medication has so many different side effects, right? Mm -hmm. And like I had a client, she came to me and she was, you know, on the first visit, she was like telling me about all of her side, like all of her symptoms. They were side effects of what she was taking. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if you can get on something else or work with your doctor and, like, tell them that, you know, you're experiencing all of these things. And, you know, we can work with diet and stuff like that to help implement, you know, what you're experiencing. But, you know, at at the end of the day, like, I just gave her that information and she could do whatever she wanted with it.
0: Yeah. 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 There's so much we can do. I Mm -hmm. I think... The, the general population, I think, what they when they think of a, a personal trainer or a coach, it's like, oh, we're in a gym setting. They're yelling at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might be well, in some cases. Yeah, in some <laughs> I've cases, seen it. <laughs> it's out there. But as a coach, there's so much that that we can do, and I think it's important to have an open mind to to get this extra education to to help peel back these layers and help people in a, in a in a bigger way than just
2: reconnect with themselves.
0: Yeah was uh, a beautiful
2: was, experience to watch, too. It is,
0: and it's a beautiful experience to to experience. <clears throat> the first time I went to OPT, I was with the class. Mm. First time, I didn't know what to expect. Joey had mentioned that, yeah, we'll start off with some breathing, and then we'll we'll talk about, you know, well, first first he's going to talk about himself, what he did, and then he talked about uh, breathing, and then we did the exercise, and then we went out and we did contrast therapy. Yeah. Oh my god,
2: it was I, amazing.
0: I have never, I've done. I've done square breathing
2: Mm.
0: for the last 14, 15 years now. I've never gotten that deep into it and experienced what power breathing does. That was
2: nuts. I actually just had my first uh, somatic breathing session with one of my friends who just graduated his program. And it was extremely powerful. And it opened up like it made space inside of me Mm -hmm. so that I could welcome other things in. So I got rid of all of that, you know the anxiety and all these things like holding me back and it, it just like really opened me up and it opened my heart in a way that I couldn't even believe. Right. And I felt so good for like the next week afterwards. (laughs) I was like floating on my pink cloud. I was just like, wow, life is great. You know, but like if we continue to, you know, do things like that and practice things like that, then we can continue to float through life like that. Mm -hmm. We just need to clear out that stale negative energy and just bring in the good stuff. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what that did. That's yeah. certainly uh I wasn't expecting that. Nobody was. So now I know what to expect now. Yeah. And this this last time I went there, I was just like, I'm not gonna join them. I'm just gonna sit outside. Yeah, you
2: better get in this time. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Well, the the ice bath I will. But just in the room, <clears throat> <clears throat> I just wanted the students to be present with Joey and me not being there. Not that that I don't want them to go. I don't wanna not be vulnerable because I'm there. I just want the class as a whole. I don't think that would happen.
2: To be honest with you, you're a pretty great teacher.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, But that was a different experience because I hadn't felt that way before. Just from breathing Mm
1: -hmm.
2: of
0: all things breathing people well, just even think when we breathing.
2: exercise our breath our, our <laughs> breath work is important right so yeah. breathing in the inhale and the exhale like you can pair it with the movements and it's like really really beneficial for you. it's even yeah. more beneficial in my opinion is when you're breathing properly mm-hmm. like when i'm running and stuff like that the proper breathing it's just be, it becomes meditative at that point yeah. point. and so like when i do my long runs i just you know i go into this state where i'm just like unbreakable mm-hmm. right and just meditative, and everything is in sync, and it's fantastic.
0: I, a wish, during a run? I
1: wish that was an easy way to teach people to do, because I do the same thing when I run. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if I'm running 6 miles, 13 miles, what whatever it is, I go in, like, immediately go into that deep, like, yeah unconsciousness, almost state of focusing on just breathing and feeling every step.
2: Absolutely. It's and really it, cool.
1: And it changes... It gives me the ability to run that far. Mm-hmm. If I'm running a mile, I don't do that. Yeah. If I'm running three miles, I do that. then you miles, start getting stuck in your that.
2: head too, and you're like, if you can't zone out, it's really right. hard to do distance. Like yep. if you can zone out, then it's and meditate like through it. It's fantastic. And
1: that's what I could wish I could teach my wife <laughs> to, to just zone out like that mm. and to go into that deep, yeah, deep thought of just breathing and you're feeling your feet touch the ground. Yep. So.
0: Every step hurts. I can't. <laughs> I can't zone out uh, when running at every every step.
2: Well, running used to really hurt me, and then I got the right shoes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That would help.
2: Yeah, that's another that's, thing. Yeah. When you shoes. don't have the right shoes, it's really, really painful. Like, my ankles would always hurt and stuff like that, and then, you know, I got the right shoes, and I just started really enjoying it. But I, mm-hmm. when I first started running, I couldn't run a mile without stopping.
0: That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Half a mile. That's okay. So that's why I'm not going <laughs> to do the sprint. You're not going to do the sprint with us <laughs> because you can't run? <laughs> no, we, I just, <clears> throat> I throat> just can... had surgery, so oh, yeah. I haven't been released yet.
2: Oh. <laughs> you, I forgot you had surgery. Mm-hmm. You went well.
0: Yeah. Cool. I don't remember it, but I, I'm assuming it went well. <laughs> okay. That's the first time I've ever had anesthesia. Yeah. It was frightening. I bet. made it 50 years without a surgery,
2: mm-hmm. and then,
0: yeah. That was an interesting. See, that's
2: interesting, what doctors are good for—surgery. Yes, there we go. Yes,
0: <laughs> that's not all. I know. I'm just a not little not crapping on them. I'm just but, a
2: little salty sometimes.
0: Well, I think it's just the way our system's set up. Mm. It's just the way you know. It's um, kind of quick fixes. It's band aids for the most part. Not not getting to the the root cause, and are I think just, that's what we're doing yeah. a lot of is just flying band aids over band aids and not getting to the root mm. cause. So absolutely, yeah. But no, surgery went well. I, uh, I've never been put down before, as I like to call it. I mean, I came back, but I was put down. It was really weird being wheeled to uh, the operating room. And, Euthan- and mind,
1: Euthanized.
0: And mind <laughs> you, I mean, this is just a simple hernia surgery, but I, I was, in my mind, frightened. I needed to do some breath work as I was getting pushed back there. Yeah. It's my first time. Just I bet. Looking left and right, seeing other people that are, you know, it's like a conveyor belt of people going into, into the OR. Like, yeah. look at all these people. They're all getting surgery, and there's some people in there crying because mm. – I'm just a simple hernia surgery. That's right. it's nothing. Other people, the guy next to me, I could hear him talking about his ankles. Both ankles needed surgery, and they're going to do something. And um, he's coughing violently the whole time. I'm looking at the curtain going, is that filtering whatever's coming on over there? And then, <laughs> oh. and then we, I got wheeled by a, a pediatric room. There was some little kid there. I had my glasses off, and I couldn't wear my contacts or glasses, so it was just a blur. But I was like, that's a kid. In a bed. He's getting surgery too. And that was it's just working. revving me up even more and yeah. then finally into the room and I saw the uh the the table that they were going to put me on I was like that thing's no sheets it's just a a slab it's like a like stainless steel slab yeah they put me in there and my anesthesiologist is like uh everybody said that he was going to do it that they do a countdown he didn't he's just like hey you're going to feel something <laughs> warm and I was like oh finally cuz it's freezing in there mm. and I'm like yeah warm and then next thing I know I, w- I woke up and there's a nurse hey, how you doing I'm like I'm alive Yeah, Uh, I'm I'm good. And I look down. I'm like, oh, it's over.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like putting your hand or your life in somebody else's hands. Yeah,
0: really, it's it's absolutely part of my. uh, Be scary. Yeah, that's why I was scared. I'm like, I hope, Mm. I hope you don't give me too much of whatever it is that puts me to sleep.
1: (laughs) That's the reason why they make the most money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. Interesting experience, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like. I don't. I don't want to do that again.
2: Well, let's hope you don't ever have to. <laughs> so I guess that's why you're not doing the Spartan with us.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, I've got time. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll be we're cleared. doing the trifecta, so, I mean, I'm you, could, you can
2: jump in on I'll, I'll the do this, beast with us. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do the sprint.
0: I'll do the sprint. I shouldn't need, uh, you know, mustard packets for that.
2: Yeah, we're doing the sprint and the super in one weekend, and then we're going to be doing the the beast in November. So.
0: Is it beast back here?
2: Yeah, they have a beast in November.
0: Okay, same calendar year, so it counts.
2: Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. All three wedges. <laughs>
0: then you can get your shirt that says trifecta. Yeah,
2: after we did the sprint the last time, yeah. I was like, I don't know. This is going to be really difficult. But afterwards, I was like, man, I could have totally done the super. Yeah, sprint. <laughs> I, like, psyched myself out. But, it was, I mean, it is difficult. But if you train yeah. properly, like we were doing, like, monkey bars and rope pull-downs yep. and, you know, pull-ups and all that other stuff. So it
0: was cool. So is Ty Amanda going to do it with you? Yeah, three of you doing it. It was just you three that did last time, right?
2: No, it was me, Ty, Mandy, and then Andrea. Oh, Andrea, that's right. Yeah, all of us did it. Yep. I think she's volunteering, so we'll see if she can get it on all of them. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun.
0: We'll see. I did (laughs) enjoy doing those.
2: Maybe I'll invite some people from our new class. (laughs) We'll see.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. Just have to get some shirts.
2: That would be cool. Get some cool shirts. The mates. That's what it's yes. called. <laughs> well, it was the M- MPTI Reapers at first, and I was like, dude, you guys are like my mates. Reapers. Like. <laughs> I, don't
0: know. Yeah. I like the sound of that, too. Mm. So what's next?
2: Uh, so I'm going to continue working on my business um, with clients. Uh, I don't really know exactly where I'm going to go. As far as like the gym setting Mm -hmm. yet, I've talked to Joey a little bit. Um, So that's an avenue that I could try and do. Um, I was going to do EOS, but I don't think that's for me. Like, I don't want to. We'll see what happens. I don't really know exactly what I'm doing with my personal training certification yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely going to work into my longevity lifestylist program. So. Uh, I teach people like how to grocery shop, how to meal prep, stuff like that. That's really going to support them in their healing journey. Um, So we teach them the nutrition aspect and then the mindfulness aspect and then, you know, the movement part. And so that's really what I want to do because it's it's really what helped save my life. You know, Um, it's what I'm passionate about. It's what I know about. It makes sense to me. I love it. Like, I am so grateful that I got sick. And I know that sounds weird, but if I had never experienced those things and I had never learned the things that I learned, I wouldn't be the person that I am now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone on the path that I did. I wouldn't have truly found myself. I wouldn't have healed from all the trauma that I've been through. So, I mean, to anybody that is sick out there, like, and that is experiencing health problems, it is scary, but you're not alone and you don't have to do it alone. And that's what, you know, people like me are here for people that have gone through it, Mm -hmm. who can really support you. And, um, Really help you live a holistic lifestyle, the holistic lifestyle that we're supposed to live, right? Yeah. It's bringing it back to the simple things mm-hmm. like eating whole foods. How simple is that, right? But it's not for yeah. most people. And that's, you know, that's what people like me are here for. Like, I can teach you how to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I can teach you how to lift weights. I can teach you, you know, I can teach you all of those things. Um, and you can make it a lifestyle style that is actually sustainable for you and for, you know, your goals and what you're doing. And so, yeah, that's what I plan on doing.
0: I love it. Yeah, it's with it's so much easier to resonate with somebody who's been through it Absolutely. Than, than somebody who hasn't. Yeah. It's like um, you may have the education to help somebody lose weight. And say you get like an obese person. I've had plenty that I've coached. I've never been obese, so I don't know how they feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those feelings are. I've mm-hmm. never had, you know, those moments where I've looked in the mirror and going, what has happened to you? You know, how did yeah. we get to this point? I mean, maybe a little bit, but not like somebody who's, you know, morbidly obese, it's in a in a really bad spot. So finding a coach that's been there is really important because now right. you're it's more relatable for really each each other, you mm-hmm. know? Um one's there now and one was there. So I think for for what you've gone through, it's yeah. You're the person you are because of what you got through. Absolutely. And and you're able to help in ways that, that people just read about, you know, like, well, this person feels this. Okay. Well, how do we how do we fix that feeling? I've never been there before. Right. You know, you can't just read how somebody feels in a book unless, mm. you know
2: Most people are so disassociated these days that they don't even know how they feel. Which is kind of scary. Yeah. But I remember when I first Went on my healing journey, and I like somebody asked me, you know, like how I was feeling. Like, I couldn't explain it to them. I was just like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I feel? I feel yeah. good. Like, what does good mean? Right. Like, exploring that there's so many different emotions and so many different feelings, and some of them don't have names. And that's okay, yeah. you know, but like really like diving into yourself and being like, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. You know, what is making me feel this way? Is it outside, you know, external? Is it internal? You know, really just going in and diving deep inside yourself and turning inward when you're feeling those things mm-hmm. is super, super beneficial.
0: Yeah. I don't think people realize all these things that they can do to to improve their lives. Because, you know, you hear this, for example, you know, um, my plate, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know,
0: Get your, your vegetables. Well, there's good, and there's okay, and there's bad, just based on where you're getting them from, the source. Some could be very toxic.
2: Yeah. If they're organic, and yeah. like if they're homegrown, which right. is the best, obviously. Yeah,
0: but or even like when it goes to, to proteins, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, same
2: thing, yeah, with hormones, antibiotics, bread. all that stuff.
0: So my plate just says, eat these
2: <laughs> yeah
0: and but it's not really good and i think that's where a lot of people are at they're just like well i'm getting all three of these every mm-hmm. day so i'm fine well maybe
2: but in what measurements right yeah
0: maybe what you're getting from what you think is is healthy is putting you in a place where you're at right now maybe oh it you know, absolutely
2: can i was vegan for um Seven years, and I feel like that was what triggered a lot of my health problems. Is because I wasn't doing it properly. Mm-hmm. Nobody taught me how to do it properly, and so it is so important if you're going on a vegan diet to make sure that you're getting all of your amino acids and you're getting all of you know the yeah. healthy fats because you know all of that stuff like the mm-hmm. healthy fats, the uh, new, nutri- yeah.
1: Even Night. even the stuff like you know nightshades and stuff like that that cause inflammation and mm-hmm. things like that is what a lot of people don't understand. Mm-hmm you know, and that's what I was, you know, vegetarian, vegan, really vegan for like five and a half years and then vegetarian for almost 14. Yeah. And, uh, had no idea what I was really doing other than I knew I was cutting out meat and dairy.
2: Well, I feel like that works for some people too, honestly, because there are different, like I've gone into like the blood type diet, right. And that's, you know, there's a, there's B and then there's the O and O's is thunder, the hunter gatherer, which is what I am. <laughs> so if I wasn't properly supporting my body with me i needed to be properly supporting myself with the supplements that i needed right but i wasn't Mm because i didn't have any idea about that but then there's a which is more agriculture and b is more of like a balanced mix of them and so like it's it's super interesting like there's different things that you can go into with nutrition too like one you know one size does not fit all Mm -hmm. um and everybody is different so it's like it is a it can be a guessing game for sure yeah
0: but, mm-hmm. but you have to in, in many cases, guess and find out what works for you, yeah, absolutely.
2: If, well, elimination diets are a great way to do that,
0: yeah, yeah, but I, you know all the information's on the internet, you know if some unfortunately not all the information is is good information, right so I you know we're kind of in a conundrum as a, as a as a country. you know we know we should be eating good. what's that mean? What's that look <laughs> like? Uh, I think I'm eating good, but why do I feel the way I do?
2: Right. Well, a lot of people when they first start eating good, too, if you go from one extreme to the other, if mm-hmm. you're going from a complete sad diet to a nutrient dense diet, you're going to start detoxing. And so when you start detoxing, you're not going to feel good. Nope. And so like it happened to me when I first started juicing. Mm. Um, so I started implementing juicing every morning and I started feeling good shit but it was like right after i stopped eating the sad diet so it was like kind of like in a transition period where i was eating whole foods now and i stopped eating the sad diet and i was juicing and doing all these things and i was like for about a week i kind of didn't feel well Mm -hmm. but after that i felt fantastic yeah so you just got to kind of like wait it out Uh, give it time let it it work for you because if you know that you're doing the right things like such Mm -hmm. as juicing stuff like that 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 can't harm you right i mean it yeah, I don't, th- I don't think that can harm you, but yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it harm anybody by drinking a green yeah. juice.
0: That's pretty common with changing. Unless you're allergic
2: to celery or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like changing just like overnight, I think what, like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Going from um, my usual diet, which is, it was way better back when I lived in Portland, way mm-hmm. better. We... We went, <laughs> produce is just amazing. It's great. I mean, we I went to new why. seasons. That's where we we shopped. We've had this conversation in class. It was always, man, we had like kombucha all the time. My wife was mm-hmm. growing kombucha. She had, we're doing Scoops. it right now again. She had <laughs> nice. Scobies. We had so many Scobies that I was trying to give them away mm. to my clients. I'm like, I'll hey, this is what you. you need to do. Yeah. They good. look gross. <laughs> no, they do. So people are like, you want me to do what with this now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we had, uh, we were, we were doing, um, you know our own kombucha. We buy it. Mm-hmm. We we're buying all the the local, locally farmed, organic so fruits, vegetables, poultry,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it was wonderful. Yeah. And then I decided because of one of my clients. I've I've done a few things just based on I want to try this and see what happens. The first one was keto, and that didn't last long. <laughs> that didn't last long at all because of the way I felt the first week. Uh, mm-hmm. Day one and two, great. Now I was hungry. Day three. Felt really good. Day four, not so good. Yeah. But I started feeling really bad. And not only that, but, you know, um, adding MCT oil to your coffee.
2: Absolutely. That helps. That, that's yeah. what I did. But. Helps the hunger pangs. On
0: day one, you know, I'm like, all right, so what's the what's the recommended dose here? It said a tablespoon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, tablespoon it is. I put it in my coffee. Mm-hmm. And then literally on the way to the studio, which is five minutes away, I almost had to pull over. <laughs> Oil goes right through you. I don't know if you know this.
2: I've never had that experience with MCT oil. Well,
0: uh, it was an awful day. Let me just put it that way. Next day, I'm like, (laughs) all right, we're going to cut this in half. So I cut it in half, and the same thing happened. Mm.
2: I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I feel
0: pretty good, other than my insides want to be on the outside.
2: I think that you have a really good idea of what is good for you and what isn't, too. I I believe that trusting your intuition on that part. Like, There's things that I've looked at where I've... You know, I'm like, oh, maybe this this service would work for me, like mm-hmm. as far as detoxification goes, or maybe this is, you know what I mean? And like all of a sudden, I go explore that, and you know, you either directly find out it's not for you, or yep. you're like, yeah, I really resonate with this. Mm-hmm. And so, if, if you don't resonate with it, there's so many different things out there that you can do to stay healthy. Yeah, you know? it
0: doesn't have to be that. But yeah, I've done some uh, fads with some clients before. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of them. But I, I like to. Like, say if one of my clients wants to try this, I'm like, Well, I'll do it with you. Let's do it together.
2: <laughs> I've done that before and,
0: too. <laughs> in uh in that case, going doing the, the keto diet, I lasted maybe a week. Mm. She she lasted for three or four four months. My wife and I one time watched a documentary. I can't remember for the life of me, it was on Netflix. And um the message was plant based. This was a long time was it ago.
2: Conspiracy. Mm. What the health?
0: It was What the Health. That's such a good documentary. It was What the Health. So, you that know. It
2: really sparked an interest in me. Too. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that documentary.
0: The one that we watched in class when I was going through this program was um, Forks Over Knives.
2: Yes. I love that one too.
0: That one opened my eyes. I was like, gross. What are we doing? <laughs> this is disgusting. We watched it in class and then we, we did like a little debrief. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, all right, follow the money. Usually you have to follow the money in documentaries. We're watching one right now yeah. on Netflix. The first episode, I can't remember the name of it. It's it's brand new, it just started. So it's they're following. I think it's twenty one twins, identical twins. One of the twins gets a uh, a meat and dairy diet. The other one gets a vegan diet. Hmm. They've they've checked all their markers. They've done their cholesterol. They've done like a VO two test with them. That's they've cool. done. Um, like a genome test, they've done all these 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 data points where they're at right before they begin this, and then at the end of the at the end of the uh, the challenge, so to speak, they're going to look at them again. They're all going to do the identical workouts. They're going to do a lot of the same things, but they're just going to eat
2: differently. That's actually really cool. I wish I had Netflix, but I kind of don't anymore.
0: How do you not?
2: So I was using somebody else's Netflix, and when they kicked me off, mm. I didn't buy another one. Pirate. I, I honestly don't ever. <laughs> I don't ever really watch TV. Yeah. If that's I was going to watch you. TV, I'd watch Gaia. That's
0: about it. Yeah. What is that?
2: Gaia is like where you find a bunch of documentaries on healing and stuff oh. like that. Like there.
0: that's an app. Yeah. You, you
2: can put it on your TV and then it's mm. TV. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but we watched episode two last night.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, okay, I know who's funding this. Who was it? They're pooping all over the poultry industry the meat industry mm,
2: it's okay, so and vegans. i'm like i already
0: know who the winners are going to be now it's going to be the veget or the vegans it's going to be them those are the ones that are going to win because i know where this is going i'm like at any moment bill gates is going to pop up on the screen well, what and go, kind
2: of meat are they are they serving a man it, it is like,
0: organic so they were talking about organic, regenerative like, farming as being grass-fed yes yeah they're talking mm. about regenerative farming as a as a good thing so I looked at that like, hey, that's cool. You're not completely crapping on meat. But they were talking about like the pollution from cows that mm-hmm. that meat that, you know, having I mean, cattle creates yeah. and they're talking about the pollution like from, you know, these chicken slaughterhouses and
2: what about the pollution from the cars that we drive? <laughs> yeah. Well they were saying so the cows <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
0: laughs> they they said in the documentary no, yesterday I've, I've that, like
2: that,
0: that yeah. cows create more emissions than cars do a year. Yeah, that's wild.
2: Yeah, I watched Cowspiracy, and they kind of went into all of that. Yeah. And um, I thought it was very interesting, for sure.
0: But is it – it's a it's – a, what can you do? I mean, the population that we have, how do we feed them? And what are we going to feed them? So I think <laughs> that's what's created the, these uh, – you know, these – I'm trying to think of the word. Um, what is the – I just heard it last night like a dozen <laughs> times – you know, like these these um, these places that have um, all these chickens and all these cows. Mm-hmm. There's a name for it. It's like a the it's industrial 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 cattle farming, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't think of it right now. But I mean, how do we feed the population? And you know, we're talking about regenerative farming. They can regenerative regenerative farming. Um, accounts for three to four percent of the total meat thats that's made in the country. The rest of it's industrial. Mm-hmm. So you've got this one that's just turn and burn cow after cow. and the other one is just being fed you know on a, on a big big field and yeah. then they move them to, to different parts of the field
1: mm-hmm.
0: every, every so often so that they don't kill the one that they're on. Let the other one regrow or they move them, and then at some point, you know they become meat. Right, but they're in a, a stress-free environment, no hormones. That's completely a thing natural. You have to
2: think about all of the trauma that's happening to those those poor animals yeah. when they are industrialized like that, because um, they carry trauma in their bodies just like we do. Mm-hmm. And so, eating that can also, you know, affect the way that you feel and the way sure. that
0: you are. Yeah, yeah One of the guys on there was saying they one you see a label that says free range. Free range means that it went from mm-hmm.
2: so many different labels. this much
0: to this much bread. I know. And they're like this is free range for a chicken. This <laughs> instead of this. Yeah. So it's kind of eye-opening but at the same time what I don't I don't know what the answer is to this this dilemma that we've got. We all have to our
2: own farms and our yeah. own gardens. That's what <laughs> I was going to say.
1: Grow your own stuff.
2: That's actually my next adventure that I'm going to go on is probably starting to grow my own food. I'm going to get a garden box, and I'm going to – I already have a microgreen rack because I'm obsessed with microgreens. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best ways to get nutrition, especially if you don't like eating vegetables. You can just garnish whatever mm-hmm. you're eating with microgreens, and yeah. they have so many beneficial vitamins and nutrients in them. So just like mm-hmm. doing something simple like that, you know.
1: Yeah, we have some friends that have chickens and the husband was like, Damn chickens hadn't laid any eggs, so we're <laughs> eating the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: oh
0: man. Maybe the chickens didn't get the memo. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Well in Portland we had uh co ops. They're yeah, everywhere. No,
2: I've they have like community gardens and everything yeah. too. Yeah, you just I see just somebody's front
0: yard that's got like this garden, mm-hmm. you know, and and I guess the yeah. The community there would go and plant their own stuff, pick their own stuff, and everybody would share what they were growing. Absolutely. I thought that was really neat.
2: Yeah, I saw one of those, and I was like, we need more of these. I think there are some here in Arizona. I think there's one in like near South Mountain. Because I go to the farmer's markets, so I actually mm-hmm. um, network a lot there and um, work for this one lady and help her sell her raw pies. But
1: And there's uh, also there's also a place here in Arizona, I don't remember where it's at or what the name of it is, where they sell you a little lot a little square of land and -hmm. it's all wooded off so it's like it's like in this grid system type thing yeah where you can go and you can grow whatever you want in your little thing and you you rent it
2: Hmm. yeah that's super cool
1: yeah we've
0: tried growing our own stuff it all dies yeah everything dies the only thing i think left a plant wise in our backyard is a uh, honeysuckle Hmm. those are those are hardy
2: there's Everything a, else is dead. Yeah. There's a series of classes going on at the Giving Tree this weekend about um, like how to grow your own food and stuff like that. So that's super cool, too. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd be interested in doing that. I just don't know yeah. if we're in the right climate to do it.
2: It's donation-based, too. They talk about soil. They talk about seed quality, all sorts of stuff. And um, I'm probably going to go next weekend. That'd be cool. Time. Yeah. So.
0: Mm. Anyway. Well, where, where can people reach you?
2: Um, so I have my Instagram, which is at holisticallywokewellness, but it's spelled with a W-H-O-L-I-S. <laughs> you know.
0: Holistically.
2: Isn't Holistically, it... like as in the whole person. Right. Um, so it's holisticallywokewellness. Um, you can also find me at holisticallywokewellness.com um, or on Facebook as well. Cool. Or NPTI.
0: Or MPTI, yep. You can go to our our MPTI uh, Look under trainers. You would find Melissa there. You can contact her that way as well. Well, it's f- awesome finally having you on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: We'll we'll figure out what's going on out there someday about regenerative farming and yeah, I mean, industrial we'll have farming to start a co op together. <laughs> I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> Whose house?
2: I don't. I don't have a place for that. I have like a little place for a garden box, but we could get a plot of land.
0: We could do that, Josh. Yeah. What do you think?
2: Move, move off grid. <laughs> Josh's backyard.
0: <laughs> well, awesome! It was great finally having you in here. Thank Looking you. Looking so forward to this term. Looking forward to your future. Me too. You're you're, uh, you're a gem. I love your open open headedness, <laughs> and, and being and just I just I just love that that you're you're willing to explore ways to help people thank further and benefit that. them. So awesome. All right, thank I'll you. I'll see you next week.
2: I'll see you next week.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. We're out of here.